If a person brings his animals, his sheep, into a corral or to a barn, and he closes the door in front of them, it's a door which is able to stand under, under normal circumstances, including in normal winds, and then the animal somehow gets out anyways, pushes the door open somehow and it gets out. He's because he did his due diligence. If, however, the door is a flimsy door, or the wall is a flimsy wall, and it's not able to stand under, under normal circumstances and normal winds, the walls were weak. That's not considered properly locking them, uh, you know, locking them away. Therefore, if they go out and they damage, they do damage, he's chayef. Even if the way they got out was they tunneled, they, they dug a hole under the barn door, um... I feel if it's a balachit of alaylo, even if uh, the uh, or, or the door fell down at night when the owner is not can't be expected to rebuild it, a pursuer missed him, or some robbers came and broke the door down, and that's how the sheep got out. Even even in all, in all these cases, really the reason why the sheep got out is not because of the fact that the door was flimsy, but still balatzayin chayev, the owner of the sheep is chayev because once he doesn't have a quality enclosure. He's considered negligent. Any damage that happens after that is his responsibility. If it was a good quality, healthy, strong wall, and if it's a balaylo, and in that case, it, and it was, uh, it, got, it, it broke at night, or robbers broke the door down, and that's how the sheep got out and did damage. Potter is Potter, because in this case, he was not negligent. It's you are listed. If, if the robbers not only broke the door down, but actually took the sheep out of the barn, and then the sheep went into damage, Vizika did damage, at that point, the robbers are responsible for the damage. Because they didn't, if they just broke the, broke the wall down, apparently the robbers are not responsible. Uh, if the robbers actually take them out, then they are responsible. Now, we'll see a contradiction to that in Allah Chabbe. Person who breaks down a fence in front of the animal belonging to somebody else. The animal does damage. If there was a quality, healthy, strong uh, wall, the person is chayev for breaking the, 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 the when he break, broke the wall down. So here it sounds like because it was because it was a strong wall. If it was a weak wall, part of it is part of the adam. won't make him pay, even though he broke the wall down. But is to pay. So, so it sounds like from the Rambam that if someone breaks the wall down, the starts off, he breaks the wall down, and the animal goes down and does damage, even if he didn't actually take the sheep out. So it's a contradiction between Is it that you're when you break the wall down and the animal goes out by itself? Or are you putter there, you're only if you actually lead the animal out of the barn after breaking the wall down? Okay, it's a contradiction the Rambam, it's a question. Person places poison in front of his fellow's animal, and the animal eats the poison. Again, he didn't actually do the active damage. It's called the grama. Therefore, it's only chayiv The person who brings an animal next to his fellow's produce, fellow's crop, and therefore the animal sees it and eats it. So again, he leads the animal there. He doesn't actually do any active. He doesn't actually do any damage with his hands, so to speak. He just, he just brings the animal there. So in that case, that's considered um, uh, he, he's chayev full damages. 
So also if a person, uh, you know, hits the animal with like a special tool, so the animal eventually goes towards the, the standing grain and does damage. The guy who does, who, who hits the animal, so this is actually, is considered a case of doing active damage, not just a grumma. Therefore, if he brings it, the animal to the crop, that's called basically destroying the crop. A person who gives his animal into a, to, a paid, to a watchman who's not getting paid, or to a paid watchman, or to a rental, or to a borrower. In all these cases, the shamer enters the place of the owner. If any damage it does, the shamer is chayef. This is assuming that the the that the, uh, the watchman did not properly guard the animal. So, for example, it put it in a barn that does not have any any walls that could stand in a, in a normal wind. So, this is considered not watching. It's just like in the owner would be chayav in these cases. So in this case, the watchman is chayav. If, however, he guarded he guarded the animal. In a very excellent manner, so that the wall, a wall that he put the the animal in is in a barn where not only could it stand in normal winds, but even stand in abnormal winds and high winds. Yatsivizika, and then the animal to damage. Then Hashem and Peturim, the owners are putter. Excuse me, the the watchman is putter because he took extra care. The Abam Chayavim, in this case, the owner is Chayiv. I feel him even if, even if the animal kills a person, the owner is Chayiv. Whatever he be Chayiv, if, 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 if there's no watchman. So in the halachas of that we'll learn in uh, in, uh, in uh, elsewhere, but um, this, so this, this so the owner does not get off the hook just be completely just because the watchman did an excellent watching. The owner is still chayiv basic basic chiyuv. If he guarded it an inferior guarding, in other words, he guarded it in like a barn that could be able to stand in normal winds, but not in high winds. So to consider basic level guardianship. So in that case, the owner would be potter. But what's, what's the deal if it's a shamer? So if it's a free watchman, potter, because a free watchman is not expected to do any more. If, however, it's a paid watchman or a renter that has a din like a paid watchman or a borrower that's even more strict, then in that case, the, um, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the watchman is potter. And the owner is Chayiv. Because that's not considered a, a good enough guardianship for a higher level shamer to take the, the, the responsibility away from the owner. Halacha, hey. If he puts the, the animal in the sun, even if the animal gets out by digging under the door, under, under, tunneling under the wall, and the damage, the person put in the sun is Since he left the animal in the sun, the animal is intensely in pain of Arachas and it'll do anything in its power to run away. So it'll do everything it can to run away. So it's under, under duress. The person gave his animal to a deaf mute, a person mentally incompetent or a minor. Even if the share was tied up, so the the owner could say, I did my due diligence, they're chayiv, because giving it over to these people is considered negligence. They're not able to prevent it from going out, and even, even the fact that it's tied up is not relevant, because these are the kind of people who could play with the rope. It's actually normal for the shur to untie itself and go out and do damage, and these people cannot prevent that from happening. Even if they guarded it a very good guardianship, 
The chos of yotz and the animal tunnels are going down. The zika of amchiyav and the animals, the owners are still chayiv. Because once you give it over to these kind of people, that's considered being negligent. They're not able to protect the animal from uh, going out and damaging. Maser shur lechamisha. A person gave his shur to five people to watch. Pasher be'echam mehen, and one of them was pesheya v'yotz, and he left. He left his other four, other four, four people to watch it. V'hizik the animal did damage. Excuse me, v'yotz the animal went out and did damage. V'hizik. If the, the only way it's really possible for this animal to be guarded properly is by five people, the one guy who left, leaving four people there is Chayev because he caused the animal to not be guarded. If the animal, however, could be guarded by four people as well, then the four people who remain behind are also Chayev with him because it's not considered like they're less responsible than him just because he left since they could have guarded it. Even without him. The person borrowed an animal with the chazaka that it's a tam, that it's, let's, say, let's say it does not gore. Turns out it's a mur that it does gore. It's a, it's a serial offender. If the owner, he thought it was a tam, but he knew it's a naghon. In other words, we have here this interesting category in the Rambam now that is not a tam, but it's not, not a mur. It's like an in between category, which is called a naghon. Kind of show which is prone to goring, but it's not necessarily a mur. So in that case, Abolam Misham Chatzinezek, we call Chatzinezek. The owners have to pay half damages. Because wherever it goes, even though, even though it's given over, even though it's given over to a uh, um, a borrower, it still has its owner's uh, you know name, so to speak, on it. Therefore, the owner pays Chatzinezek, as he would normally in any case, even if it was a tam. But the fact is, it was a muad, so you have to pay full damages, the borrower has to pay the other half. Even if, the, the, the own, even if it was taka tam, the borrower would still have to pay uh, half the damages because he knew that the animal, although it's not a muad, was still not exactly a tam, it was still prone to gore. Therefore, the, the borrower is at least responsible for half, and the owner has to pay the other half. However, if the, if the Sheryl had no idea that it was a Naghan at all, he, he, thought, he thought it was a complete Tam, then he's not Chayv anything, not even half. But because the Muad, the owner has to pay the full damages. Halacha tests. If he borrowed it as a Tam. And then while it was, he borrowed it, it became Muad. It gored three times in a row, three days in a row. Then he returns to the owner. At that moment, he returns to being a tam. And once it changes its domain, the concept of the testimony that made it into a serial offender is nullified. And therefore, the owner only pays half the damage if the owner, if the cow gores another time after it's been returned to its owner. The borrower's potter. Because he gave it back. And therefore, you can't say, well, if it happened, if it became a mood by the shoyal, obviously the shoyal did something to it to change its nature to make it more aggressive. And therefore, he should be responsible partially. We don't say that. That's not the case. Rather, once he gives it back to the owner, it becomes a tam again like nothing ever happened. When a person, a shamer, says, I'm going I'm to take responsibility, he's been asked to watch the animal, that the animal should not get damaged, should not be injured. And he did not take responsibility to protect to, to prevent the animal from damaging others. The Ezekiel and the animal does damage. Potter Milashalim, he's part of him paying because he did not take responsibility for that. If however you accept upon himself to guard it from doing damage, 
If it, and it does damage, Chayav Hashem, then Hashem is Chayav. If it gets damaged, Potter, then he's Potter, because he, he, here's the opposite. He accepted responsibility so that the animal should not do damage. He did not take responsibility for, to prevent the animal from getting injured. Therefore, he's Potter. Whoever does the damage, his, he has to fight it out with the, uh, the owner. The owner has to fight it out with the person who does the damage, but the guardianship, the, 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 the shamer, he's off the hook. He has nothing to do with this. If one shamer gives over to another shamer without permission, the first shamer who, who let's say the, the cow, the cow um, does damage, so uh, so when, when one shamer gives it to a second shamer and the, and the shamer does damage, the, the cow does damage. Excuse me. So Hashem the first shamer has to pay for the damages because he is the one who's taking responsibility for the cow. Because when the shamer gives it to another shamer, he's chayef, not the owner, not the second shamer, the first shamer. Now the nizik, the person who, who got damaged, says to the first watchman, why did you give it to someone else to watch? If you would have watched, it wouldn't have done damage. Shalmi, you, you have to pay me. And you go and you have an interior with the second shamer and can see if, if you can extract money from him based on whether or not he, did, he watched properly. If, however, the shamer gave it over to his own son or to his grandson or someone else in his household, Excuse me, Ben Beisay to someone in his household, or to someone else in his household. In those cases, they become they're considered legitimately someone who is allowed to and be uh, uh, have the have the uh, uh, given over to them, um, and therefore it's not considered uh, uh, being uh, irresponsible by passing it over to the second watchman. These second watchmen are considered uh, people who you can expect a shamer to give things over to watch on his behalf. So therefore, the first shamer is not chayef. Okay, the misada actually means one of his helpers, like somebody who helps him, uh, you know, an assistant, a butler, perhaps. Okay, halacha yud beis. When a shamer is chayef to pay, the ain't he doesn't have any money. And the sure there was a, a tam. In which case, the chazinezek is paid. It's only paid from the asset of the actual body of the damaging animal. The nizek gets to paid money from the actual animal itself to the damage. And if that's not enough to cover the damage, whatever else... Uh, the, 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 uh, and the, anything else that's not covered by the animal, the nizik um, takes it from the owner of the animal, and the shamer has eventually has to pay the owner of the animal when he gets the money. Okay. Halacha yudgimel. When an animal damages produce that's still attached to the ground, if it's not attached to the ground, and whatever he, de- he, he eats, if the animal eats, you know, from the uh, basket of grain or basket of apples, he, he has to pay back the market value. But if it's still attached to the ground, so in that case, you don't, you don't, you don't evaluate at the market value how much does one apple cost in the store. So you value it based on 160th. 
And the person who's have to pay has to pay that much. As we'll explain now, uh, whether he's paying to the owner or to the shamer, Kate said, what is this 60, what is this one out of 60 cheshmen? If the animal eats an area called the beisa, you know, the wheat standing in the beisa, you evaluate how would 60 such areas in this field be worth? And how much is, you know, it's this area which is 60 times the area that got eaten, how much would it be worth if the animal had not eaten this area? And how much is it worth now? After the animal ate, you know, one sixtieth of the area. After the beisah was eaten, he pays, the, he pays the, the difference. Whatever the area is, that's all the same, the same principle. It's always uh, evaluated upon the sixtieth. So if the animal eats one square yard, you evaluate how much do, are, is 60 square yards worth before the animal came. How much is these 60 square yards worth now after the animal came and ate one square yard? What's the price difference? That's how much he pays? Your If he ate produce, which is still attached, but it doesn't really need to be attached because it finished ripening. In that case, he pays the actual value of the produce market value um, as we explained in the beginning of the previous parak, the wholesale value, uh, as if they were detached. Whatever, whatever one or two saws, whatever the amount, whatever the quantity of the animal it was. If he ate the produce of one tree, similarly, if a person, oh, that's, that's, that's an animal, what if a person gathered fruit from another person's date palm and he ate it? If it was inferior quality of date palms, like the Roman type, so then, um, you do the same idea, you evaluate it based on 160th, on, based in that area. If it was Persian dates that are much better quality, in that case, you evaluate the palm tree by itself. How much was it worth before the guy took the palm date palms from the dates from it? How much is it worth afterwards? So, if it's inferior quality produce that is attached, you do it based on the whole entire area. How much is a sixty times price difference, and how much is now?